Hello, critical thinkers. Welcome to this new episode of Healthy and Wake Podcast. Today, we are unmasking narratives about masks. And I know a lot of my audience might be thinking, why even cover this topic? And if you look around, if you look at the news stories, it does seem like masks are making a comeback. And, you know, a lot of people, especially the past few years, especially the beginning of the uh, recent big pandemic, a lot of people claim to trust the science and they listen to the experts and they'll read all the articles that tell them all these different things about masks and, and so on and so forth. And that's fine. But we're interested in more than just the experts, in more than trusting the science. We're interested in the truth. The experts are fine. The science is fine. But they don't always get it right. And so we want to dig a little deeper. We want to critically think together because reading is not the same as critically thinking. Reading is inserting a narrative into your head. If you're reading it and not contending with it, that's kind of like indoctrinating yourself. That's not exactly critically thinking. You have to, you know, ask some questions, be skeptical, go back and forth and say, okay, this is what I believe. And, and let's see how that matches against what maybe I don't believe. Let's look into that a little more. And so we're going to do some of that today. I have a lot of studies. I have a few clips. Let me give an outline here. So, yep, masks are making a comeback. We're going to get into propaganda narratives because there is some propaganda around this. There's some flip-flopping that's gone on. We're actually going to go into some of the pro-mask arguments and look at that briefly because, I mean, it's no secret that there's been an abundance of pro-mask arguments out there. You have Fauci from the very beginning telling us to wear masks, kind of. The CDC, the World Health Organization, saying wear masks, they're good for you. Uh, so we're going to look into that a little bit. We're going to look into mask effectiveness and some of the studies that the mainstream media is not talking about. We're going to talk about undeniable harms from masks. And that's very important and really eye-opening stuff there. That's near the end. And then we're just going to dissect it all at the very end for a few minutes after we go through everything. Uh, we're going to see what is actually going on. And it is worth figuring out what is actually going on because there have been lies around the whole pandemic. We know this. In the last episode, I talked about some of the lies around the COVID narrative, how some people from the very beginning were trying to point out that this looks like a Wuhan lab leak. And we showed in the last episode that Fauci was spreading actual propaganda. He commissioned an article to uh, try to confuse the narrative so that people didn't realize that it was a lab leak. And fast forward to today, it's now undeniable at this point, even Fauci himself, uh, I believe in a recent congressional hearing or, or not congressional hearing, but a recent testimony that he gave. Um, he was denying all these things in the past. And now it's like, oh, well, yeah, it does look like a lab leak. So there is a lot to be suspicious of. I think it's reasonable to be suspicious. Even social distancing was a lie. You remember in the very beginning, we they were putting stickers in the floor of grocery stores telling us to social distance. And recently, I'm pulling up an article now. This is from New York Post. 
January 10th, 2024. COVID, six feet social distancing, sort of just appeared. Likely lacked scientific basis, Fauci admits. So this is Dr. Anthony Fauci confessed to lawmakers Tuesday that guidelines to keep six feet of separation ostensibly to limit the spread of COVID-19 sort of just appeared. That is just so funny to me, like sort of just appeared. Like what a great excuse. Anytime, I don't know, I, I make a mistake or or something like that. I'm just, I'm, that wasn't me. It sort of just appeared. <laughs> the guy who got on TV and was like the face of COVID for years is going to tell us that it sort of just appeared as if like, I didn't have any involvement in that. I mean, it sort of just appeared. I can't get over that. Okay, so the lab leak dismissal was a lie. The social distancing was a lie. Let's look at the masks. Are the masks a lie? Have we been lied to about the masks? And I want to be very clear from the be the very beginning of this episode that I'm not trying to disparage anyone who wears masks. I'm not trying to disparage anyone who might be afraid of COVID. I, I'm angry at at liars and and I'm skeptical of authority. I uh, I don't trust what the authorities tell me just because. Uh, so I say this, everything today is from a place of respect uh, to the people, a place of respect to the people, not respect to the liars, but to anybody listening to this, whether you hate masks or whether you love masks, this is not a criticism of you. Uh, so please keep that in mind. Now, I did say masks are coming back, and I do have some articles to show exactly that. Here is one from the Gateway Pundit. Here we go. Los Angeles County reinstates mask mandate for healthcare facilities due to increase in COVID hospitalizations. Okay, so these are mandates. These people don't even have a choice, and that's not very fun. Let me pull up another one. This is from Yahoo News. Why it's time to wear face masks again. This is an opinion piece from Yahoo News, January 11th, 2024. Okay. So some people are making a case to bring back masks. And I have one more here. This is actually a video clip, I think, from CDC Director. This is another Gateway Pundit article. CDC Director issues new COVID alert urges Americans to wear masks. And in this article, it says, here we go. It must be election season. I know some people are going to dismiss that and go, oh, that's ridiculous conspiracy theorizing to suggest that anything with masks or COVID has to do with election season. And maybe you're right. But isn't it even a little bit curious to you that you know, COVID really took off at the beginning of the last election season. And here we go again, where the election season is here. This virus was just hiding until election season. Like, what the hell is going on? So I think that is a little suspicious. And <laughs> I can't imagine not being suspicious of that. Even a little bit, right? Not entirely, but a little bit. Uh, something to think about. And of course, now they're pushing 
uh, Disease X, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, the mainstream media, they're all talking about this new Disease X. You might even remember, again, in the last episode, we discussed Event 201. And that was like the simulation of a coronavirus pandemic. And then sure enough, it broke out, I think, five months later. And so here we are. They're warning about disease X before. any. there's no disease X right now. There's no new pandemic of some new disease called disease X. But all these people at the same time are saying, get ready for disease X, which is weird because historically, that's not how pandemics work. Um, but that's beside the point. We're not talking about disease X or, or COVID. We talked about COVID in the last episode. We're talking about masks today. And it is worth scrutinizing, you know, what some of these people have said about masks. And uh, here's one with Fauci. This is, I think, a recent clip from 2023. It's about two and a half minutes. And it's Fauci being interviewed on the news uh, about masks coming back and about some uh, uh, one particular study on masks. Hope that if in fact we get to the point where the volume of cases is such and organizations like the CDC recommend, CDC doesn't mandate anything, I mean recommends that people wear masks, I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves and to their families. And again, we're not talking There's, about forcing anybody to do anything. Totally understood. There is a perception out there by many, how many, I don't know, that they don't work and that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go round. Respond to that on masks. Yeah, well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking about at the population level, that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual, protecting themselves or protecting them from spreading it, there's no doubt that masks work. Different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it, but there's no doubt that the weight of the studies, and there have been many studies, indicate the benefit of wearing masks. I'm going to refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference he told the journalist Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on, what about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference, none of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. When you took at the broad population level, like the Cochrane study, the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic. Okay. 
So it is curious that he's basically dismissing or trying to marginalize or or minimize the impact of this study. And to me, it seems like he's being very selective in how he's choosing to interpret science related to masks. You know, yeah, yeah, but you're leaving out the other studies, right? So yeah, you know what, Fauci, you are leaving out studies too, because as we're going to go over ahead in this episode, there's a lot of studies suggesting that masks maybe are not only ineffective, but in some instances, harmful. And so I, I find that really curious that that's never brought up in the discussion. I, I don't know, um, but we are going to go over the Cochrane study, too, that he referred to. And uh, really, it's up to you to decide. I don't care if you wear masks. I don't care if you wear, you know, a full face mask, wear whatever you want. I, I don't care. I'm interested in the truth. I'm not here to convert you. I'm not here to shame you. I, I, I'm not here to do any of that. I just want the truth. I'm sick of being lied to. So uh, this is something I know is popular, uh, at least in, in my circle, to, to kind of you know, point out the, the lunacy of some of this. I'm going to pull up some of my posts on LinkedIn right now. Uh, here's one. This is a popular meme that has been shared around. This is actual real life. Uh, if you're listening, it's somebody uh, wearing a mask with a hole cut out of the mask. And she's playing a brass instrument. What in the world scientific rationale is behind wearing a mask with a big hole in it like she's got a big hole in it with her mouth you know using a brass instrument that that's you know like her air is going to be coming out of this instrument anyway you might as well put a mask on the instrument this doesn't even make any sense and you can see here follow me on linkedin by the way this is my most popular social media channel this one has over 300 reacts 90 comments 41 reposts so people do you know see the silliness of some of this so that's one i do want to show a few other examples of the silliness this is also from my linkedin there are a few here of a baby wearing a mask over its entire face with holes cut out for the eyes so again where is the scientific rationale for this you know, there, there's no scientific reasoning showing that babies should be masked. That babies are even implicated in, in COVID, right? That they could even be seriously harmed from COVID. So this is all a little silly. Some of it. I mean, this, this in particular. Uh, I have two more here. I'm pulling one up now where this is kind of related to masks where in a pool, it looks like a pool at the YMCA, they have plexiglass walls separating people that are all sharing the same air in the same pool, in the same room. But for some reason, just like in front of a cash register, you know how they have those uh, plastic or plexiglass barriers? They have those in the pool to keep people separated. <laughs> like... What in the world? Who thought of this? No, no scientific person of any sort is suggesting stuff like this. It's pure fear. Making decisions out of fear is not exactly healthy or awake. 
I'm not saying never be fearful. I mean, that's that's reasonable, but phew. the last example here is my favorite. It's got to be my favorite picture related to the pandemic of all time. Seriously, this is a very real article. This is from CBS Austin. Researchers in Mexico unveil nose only COVID-19 mask for use while eating or drinking. Look at this guy. <laughs> this guy is eating his food and he just has a mask over his nose. He looks ridiculous. Oh, there's more. Okay. So let's view all seven photos. Yeah, there's a lady too. She looks like she's struggling to eat. They're both wearing their nose masks. Yeah, look how cool that looks. This one's blue. It looks like, uh, it just looks ridiculous. They call it an eating mask. I want to get one of these just for fun. So like I said, researchers in Mexico <laughs> unveiled nose only COVID-19 nose mask. Obviously, this is something that seems to have been attempted to get people to wear this. And uh, it never stuck, just like monkeypox. Remember, they're saying, oh, monkeypox, be afraid of monkeypox. And that kind of just went away. Um, same thing here with the nose masks. So, I mean, hey, if you're trying to protect yourself, these things look pretty cool. Check out the nose masks. But we do know, I mean, that you have to use propaganda to convince somebody to wear something as ridiculous as a nose mask. What? Like, just let's critically think about this for a moment. Just forget studies, forget the experts. If you're eating, your mouth is open and exposed. You're putting food in your mouth. You're around other people who are eating and talking. Please explain to me the benefit of, of covering your nose while you're still breathing with your mouth and, and engaged in eating socially. Well, restricting the airflow from from just your nose is going to I just don't understand it. And and we do know some propaganda does take place. There is a uh, widely shared clip of Governor Tom Wolf and Pennsylvania Representative Wendy Ullman talking about the theater behind mask wearing. So I'm going to go play that clip now. Wendy, I'm going to take my mask off when I speak. I will as well. I'm waiting so that we can do a little political theater. Okay. <laughs> so that it's on camera. Did you catch that? So in case it wasn't clear, I'm going to play it again and, and read it to you because there are captions. So this lady, Pennsylvania Representative Wendy Ullman, is at a podium with a mask on. And Governor Tom Wolf comes up to her off camera, but you, you could see that she's talking or they're talking to each other. And Governor Tom Wolf says, so, Wendy, I'm going to take my mask off when I speak. And she cuts him off and says, I will as well. Just I'm waiting so that we can do a little political theater and then laughs. Then she ends by saying so that it's on camera. I mean, that is the definition of propaganda, right? I'm trying to influence how you think. This is theater. I'm literally saying it's theater. I just want you to see me with the mask on. 
So make of it with you, Will. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure some people out there will just, you know, ah, oh, you know, whatever. That doesn't mean anything about the science. Yeah, but these are the people pushing these things. We should scrutinize these people. I left Pennsylvania because I was sick of them. No rationale be behind a lot of the decisions that they made. And there's also been some flip-flopping on masks, too. Bill Gates, who uh, has been the head of all of this, I mean, he has his financial investments all over COVID in, in a million different ways. He's been on TV, on the news. He's been everywhere trying to tell people what to do and what to think about COVID. And, and here's him talking about masks. Here's some evidence of him flip-flopping on masks. I don't remember talking about masks at all, but the no, two of you, you personally were using masks. Yeah. I remember you, you seemed like a really extreme case because <laughs> yeah, you would wear the full thing when you'd leave your apartment. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. is he gone overboard? Is he turned phobic? I was doing, yeah. Hope we've learned in the last year. Yeah, I just don't think of wearing a mask as such a deep inconvenience. I mean, you know, we ask people to wear pants, uh, you know, why why was this is politicized early stage of the infection uh we thought uh this was about coughing we didn't know the simple masks would provide so much benefit uh, you get the message about masks to be a you know kind of bar bipartisan let's protect uh other people uh type message and then yeah, so, of course, the beginning of that talks about, oh, I, I didn't talk much about masks. I didn't, you were the one that went overboard, you, you random person that nobody knows over there. You're the one that went overboard. And then followed by several clips of him promoting masks. He's one of those so-called experts that that told us what to think about this. And now he's, oh, I, I didn't say it. It was that guy over there, right? It sort of just appeared out of nowhere. We can't let these people get away with this. Because it's not just him. Fauci has also flip-flopped on masks. We saw him in the, the recent video I played at the beginning defending masks. But we know uh, well before that, near the beginning, the very beginning of the pandemic, that he was saying, no, we don't need to wear masks. No, nobody needs to wear masks. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is and often there are unintended consequences people keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face and can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there of course of course but when you think masks you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill you know, that's the most reasonable Fauci has ever sounded. He's just using common sense there. Yeah, you know, people, save them for the healthcare provider. We don't need masks. You know, people are going to touch them, get shit on their masks, and then they're breathing that in. That's common sense. What changed? Huh. Well, I did say I want to go into, like, examine some of the articles that are pro-mask. This is one from Gavi that I'm pulling up now. This is the Global Vaccine Alliance, something like that. Yeah, the Vaccine Alliance. This is uh, uh, Bill Gates Foundation. So let me get that on the screen. I love the title. 
Five reasons to wear a mask, even if you don't have to. This is from April 25th, 2022, and it was updated September 7th, 2022. With the subtitle being, even though the pandemic is far from over, mask mandates are being lifted across the world. But here is why you shouldn't bin your mask just yet. So let me see if this is like a bullet. Yeah, here we go. So there's a bullet point list here with five reasons. When you're feeling sick, you should wear a mask if you have COVID-19, whether or not you are required to. And if you have any respiratory symptoms, such as a cough or sneezing, wear a mask. Wearing a mask makes sense. If you have undiagnosed COVID-19, it will prevent people around you from the virus. Even if you don't have COVID-19 but have a bad flu or cold, it's worth protecting people for people with weak immune systems. Okay, so I guess they're, they're not even saying that it protects you. It's saying it's for other people. Because logic doesn't hold that it would protect you. Masks, like they, they stop the spread of particulate, right? They're not, it's not like they're stopping air from getting in. You have to breathe, right? So uh, at least there's some logical consistency there saying, oh, it can, like if you're feeling sick, the logic behind wearing a mask is to protect other people. Okay, that's fine. That's reasonable. Uh, on public transport, like bus. So this is reason number two in the article uh, on public transport, like buses. So this is basically a redundancy. This is the same thing as as the last point, right? Because you're trying to protect other people. So let me see. Buses, trains, and trams don't have adequate ventilation systems to filter out the pathogens, like COVID, uh, like SARS-CoV-2 virus. Well, then what the hell's the mask gonna do? <laughs> So in cities, the, the modes of transport are often extremely crowded and tend to carry people traveling to provide essential services, so on. Wearing a mask can protect these more at-risk people. Yeah, so that's not even a second reason. That's the same reason. The third reason is, is the same thing again, at the theater or the music venue. That's not a reason. That's You're just giving examples of when to wear a mask. Right. So the fourth one in crowded indoor shops or supermarkets. So, so the, these first four points are all the same thing that wearing a mask might protect other people that you can you can wear them on a plane you can wear them on a train you can wear them on a bus it's like dr seuss of wearing masks all right so here's the best one number five if you haven't had a fourth booster look even the people i know who loved vaccines in the very beginning aren't getting booster after booster after booster i don't know anybody who's seriously getting constant boosters i think because people get it that they're just going to keep trying to give you boosters this has nothing to do with your immune system like if they could give you a booster every day they would so if you haven't had your fourth booster according to this article that's a good reason to wear the mask okay if you say so here's one i really got a kick out of this i only have one more that talks about some of the pros of wearing a mask just because I thought this was so funny. I mean, you know, we've had for several years now in our face all the reasons to wear masks. So I'm not going to beat them to death, all the rest of them. Uh, but this one here from the NIH, researchers propose that humidity from masks may lessen severity of COVID-19. NIH study compares how different face masks affect humidity inside the mask. So masks help protect people from uh, COVID. It goes on. 
we found that face masks strongly increase the humidity in inhaled air and propose that the resulting hydration of the respiratory tract could be responsible for the documented finding that links co lower COVID-19 disease severity to wearing a mask. So this is like, that is not science. I'm going to read that again. I, I listen very carefully. We found that the face masks strongly increase the humidity in inhaled air. Okay, so that's the first fact, that masks strongly increase humidity in inhaled air. Okay, now what's their proposal based on that fact? We propose that the resulting hydration of the respiratory tract could be responsible for the documented finding that links lower COVID-19 disease severity to mask wearing. So they're just guessing. They're just going, oh, well, we know we found this one statistic over here that some people who wore a mask and had COVID had lower severity. So we're just going to assume that it had to do with the moisture of the mask. That's called making shit up. That there's no study that says specifically the moisture is what led to a lower severity. There's not. They just propose it. It's also leaving out the fact that other doctors have warned that bacterial pneumonia, facial rashes, fungal infections on the face, mask, mouth, all these different things could be worsening COVID, could harm your health. By breathing through a bacteria-infested mask, it's like, imagine wearing a sponge on your face all day, a, a sponge that collects bacteria. Then you risk inhaling bacteria into your lungs. That That's just, I mean, think. forget the study. Think about it. Put, literally think about it. If you're wearing bacteria on your face it, like that, that stops you from breathing, that, that's in front of where you breathe, and you have bacteria there, you're going to be breathing in bacteria. You don't need a study to tell you that. I got to calm down. <laughs> it makes me so mad that these, they, they lie. They twist the words to, to spin a narrative. We already showed Bill Gates lying, flip-flopping on masks. It's infuriating. So let's take a shift into the actual effectiveness of masks. Let's start with cloth masks, because very commonly when you see somebody out and about who is wearing a mask, uh, it is a cloth mask. So I have two studies here. Pulling it up now. Give me a sec. All right. So this is from British Medical Journal, BMJ, Infectious Diseases. A cluster randomized trial of cloth masks compared with medical masks in healthcare workers. Let's see. I don't see what year this is. 2015. All right. So the aim of this study was to compare the efficacy of cloth masks to medical masks in, hospi in hospital healthcare workers. The null hypothesis is that there is no difference between medical masks and cloth masks. So when they're studying, they're, they're saying that, you know, our, our initial stance is that there's no difference, that medical masks and cloth masks are the same. 
So now let's go down to the results and the conclusions. Let's go to the conclusions. And before I read this, keep in mind, this isn't, uh, this episode isn't to be, you know, super nitty gritty into the scientific details and, and, you know, do a complete scientific literature review. I'm just here to cast a reasonable doubt. That's it. You're free. Uh, I'm naming all the research, all the articles, all the clips. Everything is named here. You're free to do the research for yourself. It's really tough to put all this in the show notes, but I'm, I'm, laying it all out so you can connect the dots for yourself if you'd like. But for this particular study, comparing cloth masks and medical masks, the conclusion, this study is the first randomized controlled trial of cloth masks and the results caution against the use of cloth masks. This is an important finding to inform occupational health and safety, moisture retention, reuse of cloth masks, and poor filtration may result in an increased risk of infection. So it literally says the exact opposite of the last thing that I read that says, oh, we think the moisture in the mask might be good for your health, said no one ever. So this article, much more reasonable, this study, much more reasonable in correctly asserting that having a moisture bacteria collecting device on your mouth might actually increase the risk of infection. A common sense and critical thinking would tell you that's a much more reasonable conclusion. So then it goes on in the conclusion to say further research is needed to inform the widespread use of cloth masks globally. And fun fact, every single research paper on the planet says this line, further research is needed. It's like, yeah, of course. Why even say it at this point? They all say that further research is needed. Um, but yeah, it says... However, as a precautionary measure, cloth masks should not be recommended for healthcare workers, particularly in high-risk situations, and guidelines need to be updated. Okay, let's take a look at another study. Let me pull up another one here. All right. One second. Here we go. So this is the National Library of Medicine website, the Journal of Educational Health Promotion, published online 2020, July 28th, titled Efficacy of Cloth, Fa uh, Cloth Face Mask in Prevention of Novel Coronavirus Infection Transmission, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. So there's a lot here, but like I said, we're just interested on surface level stuff. And if you want to take a deeper dive into the studies, feel free to do so. The conclusion of this particular study, cloth face masks have limited efficacy in combating viral infection transmission. However, it may be used in closed, crowded, indoor and outdoor public spaces involving physical proximity to prevent the spread of COVID. So, I, you know, there that seems like a contradictory conclusion to me that <laughs> or at least a silly one saying, oh, that limited efficacy in combating viral infection transmission. So their cloth masks are not effective at stopping covid from spreading, but you might want to use them anyway. <laughs> it's literally what it says. However, it may be used in closed, crowded, indoor and outdoor public spaces. So have fun trying to make sense of that where it's like, well, it, it might not work, but, you know, do it anyway. Um, 
that's the conclusion of that. So it does seem like, you know, there is some reasonable doubt that these things might be effective at all. And there was actually a famous, uh, not famous isn't the right word, but a well-known Norwegian study that the conclusion, part of the conclusion is individuals who sometimes or often wore masks had a 33% higher incidence of COVID-19 compared to those who never or almost never wore masks. This jumped to 40% among people who almost always or always wore them. And so I'm going to pull up not only a clip describing that, a, a news clip going into that study, but I have the study itself. So here's that clip. According to a new study which came out of Norway, people who wore face masks were actually found to be more likely to contract COVID versus people who did not wear face masks. Specifically, this peer-reviewed study right here, it was published in the pages of a journal called Epidemiology and Infection. And in this study, these Norwegian researchers were analyzing the mask usage of a little over 3,200 people in their country. And once an individual signed up for the study, they were followed for a period of about 17 days, and then subsequently they were asked about their personal usage of masks. And what these researchers found was that there was a higher incidence of being tested positive for COVID among the people who wore masks more frequently. In fact, according to the data, among the people who never or almost never wore masks, 8.6% of them tested positive for COVID. Among people who sometimes use masks, that number rose to 15%. And then among the people who either almost always or always wore masks, 15.1% of them tested positive for COVID. Now, when these researchers went back, crunched the numbers and adjusted the data based on several different factors, such as vaccination status, sex, gender, and so on, they found that, quote, individuals who sometimes or often wore masks had a 33% higher incidence of COVID-19 compared to those who never or almost never wore masks. This jumped up to 40% among people who almost always or always wore them, which is a wild finding. People who almost always or always wore masks were 40% more likely to catch COVID versus people who never wore masks at all. Although the researchers then went on to write that when they adjusted again for something that they call baseline risk over time, the number shrinked further. Quote, using second degree fractional polynomials, we fitted a model where we let time of inclusion in the study be non-linearly associated with the risk of infection, thereby modeling any differences in background risk linked to the population prevalence of infection when the participant entered the trial. With this approach, the risk of self-reported COVID-19 infection when wearing a face mask was more moderate, 1.03 times higher in those wearing face masks often or sometimes, and 1.04 times higher in those wearing face masks almost always or always than in participants having worn face masks never or almost never. So it goes on a little bit. That's from the Epic Times uh, News. And let me pull up the study. And, and I know, you know, there might be some criticisms of the design of the study itself. Like I said, this is just a small piece of the puzzle. Uh, and, and it is interesting to me how these sorts of things are left out of the mainstream discussion. It's never a balanced level discussion. It's always do what we say, wear the masks, even if the evidence suggests any reasonable doubt. So this is the study that the gentleman was talking about in the news video. Uh, this is epidemi I can't even say it. epidemiological infection, 2023, November 13th. Uh, this is on PubMed. The title is Association Between Face Mask Use and Risk of SARS-CoV-2 Infection, a Cross-Sectional Study. 
So if you want to look into it further, that's the information there. Um, so that's just another piece of evidence that these masks might not be as effective as we were told. And this is also true in children. So I'm pulling up another article here, another study from the British Medical Journal, Archives of Disease in Childhood, titled Child Mask Mandates for COVID-19, a Systematic Review, going right to the conclusion, real-world effectiveness of child mask mandates against COVID-2 transmission or infection has not been demonstrated with high-quality evidence. The current body of scientific data does not support masking children for protection against COVID-19. So I can't imagine being a kid and having to be in a classroom wearing a mask all day. That just, I wouldn't do it. They would have kicked me out of school. But it's not even beneficial anyway. So there is some, at least according to that particular study that I read, suggests there's not high quality evidence supporting the conclusion that children should wear masks. All right, I think I have one or two more here on effectiveness. And this next one is very, very interesting to me because this was on the CDC and they pulled it. They pulled the article for good. But thanks to the Wayback Machine, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. There's something online you can look it up called the Wayback Machine. So if you ever go to an article and the article is pulled, uh, this Wayback Machine has it saved. And so I was able to access this. Uh, this is from the CDC itself, where it talks about surgical mask filter and fit performance. And it goes on to say, none of the, in the conclusion here, none of these surgical masks exhibited adequate filter performance and facial fit characteristics to be considered respiratory protection devices. So there is a lot to that study. They compared different uh, types of medical masks and dental masks. And basically, it goes into how the fit of the mask is very important. And looking at it from a respiratory perspective, trying to you know, be cautious about the airflow, that because the way the masks fit it might not be as effective for protection as you might think. And that was on the CDC website and they pulled it, which is uh, interesting. But I have one more on effectiveness here from the Washington Examiner that talks about, this is infectious disease expert says, wearing two masks could enhance ability to get infected by COVID-19. So enhanced ability to get infected means it could make it more likely that you will get infected if you wear two masks. And the article goes into explaining how Dr. Fauci, uh, what, what year is this? This is February 1st, 2021. Uh, you might recall when Dr. Fauci literally said you should maybe double up on masks, that it likely provides more protection than wearing just one, right? It's coming. This is another thing. It just appeared. Right. If, I mean, if one masks, if one mask is good, like I'm telling you it is, well, then two masks would be even better. Why not wear six masks? Well, uh, here's what this infectious disease expert says. This is Michael Osterholm, who was a member of the Biden transition COVID-19 advisory board 
who gave a second opinion after Dr. Fauci said last week that doubling up on face masks likely provides more protection. So here's what he said. When we talk about double masking, remember that we're really talking about, or what we're really talking about is just trying to prevent the virus from being excreted by me into the air or me inhaling the virus from someone else in the air. And it's both a function of face fit and face filtration. So just like I said in that last article, the director of the C, the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the, the University of Minnesota compared face masks to swim goggles, noting that leaks usually happen at the fit rather than at the lenses. And then Ulsterholm goes on to say, so what we're concerned about is that many of these face cloth coverings do already have compromised fit or filtration capacity. If you add on another mask, you may actually make it tougher for the air to move through the two cloth area. And then at that point, it causes more air to actually leak around the sides, which actually enhances your ability to get infected. Again, meaning that if you're wearing two masks, it means you're more likely to get infected. So just on the topic of mask effectiveness, does it actually stop transmission? Does it actually help people? There is good reason to believe, based on everything I've discussed so far, that they're counterproductive. Just like the Norway study suggested, in addition to all the other studies suggesting that they're not effective, it seems like people who wear masks could actually be at higher risk and that's just based on some of the studies that I've gone through here. And there's plenty more. So plenty of people, it seemed to me, who walk around life without masks are doing totally fine. I'm one of them. And we also know, I want to say this really quick, because this isn't necessarily related to human health, but it is related to the health of the earth, I guess you could say. This is a CNN article from March 30th, 2021. COVID-19 PPE litter is killing wildlife. So the protective personal equipment, uh, you know, the headline basically says enough for the purposes of this video. Uh, this isn't about environment, uh, environmental protection. But I know a lot of these people who do wear masks are often environmentalists. There is an association there, at least uh, it seems that way to me. And so I would think a lot of these people who, who feel inclined to wear masks all the time would also want to protect the environment. And these masks, I see them all the time on the street. Still, I mean, like these blue masks that who knows I, how long it takes for them to uh, biodegrade, right? Are they biodegradable at all? So there's plenty of litter on the streets, but here's another one from the Toronto Sun. Billions of masks will end up in the world's oceans this year, group says. So, I mean, you know, these things are being produced. These things are handed out to people. These things are available in uh, public places. I guess not as much as the beginning of the pandemic, but still. And they end up polluting our environment and maybe polluting our lungs. Let's So let's take a shift now into some of the harms. And I have a list here of harms, and this is it for the episode. Uh, 
but I, I have a lot of harms here that I, I think most people would not think about. So I do definitely want to spend some time on this. I'm going to start by pulling up an article that I actually wrote at the beginning of the pandemic, near the beginning of the pandemic. I posted this on my original website that is now closed on uh, February 22nd, 2021, and it's titled Five Precautions Against the Inarguable, Inarguable Masks. Oh my God, I messed up the title. I'm, I'm really tired today uh, and I'm, I'm struggling, but let me try that again. Five precautions against the inarguable risks of mask wearing. And I wrote this specifically for the people uh, in my area that I was living around who wore masks but tried to, you know, get me to join their club. I, I will never forget the experience being working in this gym uh, when I was a personal trainer. Everybody in there was freaked out at the beginning of the pandemic. Like a lot of people were freaked out, but these people were just really freaked out wearing masks every second. I mean, I wasn't into that. I didn't see the benefit of wearing a mask at the time, basically because of the risks that we're about to go into. And so I wrote this article for these people to try to get them to see my side. And, and I wrote it really with them in mind. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go over the bullet points here, but Here's some of the inarguable risks of wearing a mask. Uh, touching it. So stop touching your mask. If you're especially wearing a cloth mask and, and you touch your phone and you touch doorknobs and, you know, you're, you know, just touching things. And then you touch your cloth mask, you're feeding bacteria onto it that you're going to add moisture to, which is then just going to keep breeding that bacteria I mean, phones have poop on them. Doorknobs have like there's fecal matter in place, especially if you're touching public door handles and things like that. And then you're putting poop particles on your mask. So if you still, for some reason, want to wear a mask, that's fine. No judgment here. But stop putting poop on it. <laughs> stop touching your mask. Uh, here's another one. If you're wearing a cloth mask, double rinse. Uh, because cloth holds detergent. So if you're using laundry detergent, especially something with fragrance, it's going to hold on to that. And then you're going to be breathing in things that many people find to be irritating, things that could be, uh, you know, make you allergic, harsh industrial chemicals. You shouldn't be breathing those in directly through a, a sponge on your face. What else? Let's see. Going down the list here. Uh, choose your mask carefully. So as we're going to get into, cloth masks are, are not only not effective, but they work like sponges, but disposable masks also have their risks too. And it says it here, if you're looking at the article, you can see some of them, but I won't spoil it for the listeners because we're going to get into that and they're really uh, disturbing. And my final point here is don't rely on masks for your health. I think this is one reason that a lot of people like to wear the masks is because they, they do feel like it's somehow healthy. I, you know, you had people like Fauci telling you it was the healthy thing to do, but, but common sense would not lead you to think that masks support health in any way. There's just no rationale there, no logical argument that would suggest that masks support health. So all these people that I saw freaking out 
about masks, I mean, first of all, that level of anxiety can suppress your immune system, which makes you more susceptible to being sick. A lot of people would wear masks. I, I mean, I've seen people, uh, you know, pull their masks down to smoke cigarettes and then they put their mask back up. Like, do you really care about your health? You're wearing a mask supposedly for your health and, and you're smoking cigarettes, you're eating shit food, you know, so there, there's a, a level of cognitive dissonance there that's, I think, worth scrutinizing. All right. So that was my article. And I have a, a bunch here ahead that further elaborate on some of the risks of wearing a mask. This is from USA Today, dated November 11th, 2020. Fact check. Masks won't give you lung cancer, but some masks do include chemicals. So I guess there's like something circulated at the time on Facebook that said the, the mask is giving you lung cancer. And I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but it goes on here to talk about some of the chemicals that might be used in some masks. So one of the chemicals uh, that the person mentioned in the post is ethylene oxide which is claimed to be to use to sterilize surgical masks. And it even says here in the article about 50% of all sterile medical devices in the U.S. are sterilized with ethylene oxide, according to the FDA. The FDA encourages medical device makers to follow consensus standards to ensure residual levels of ethylene oxide are within safe limits. Okay, so, you know, they're trying to present both sides here, it seems like ethylene oxide might be used in the sterilization of masks. And, you know, the FDA will tell you that this chemical is fine, but I don't trust the FDA. I mean, they have a terrible track record. One third of all drugs that the FDA approves are eventually pulled from the market. They've been involved in all kinds of uh, lawsuits and questionable decisions. So if you trust the FDA saying that, that ethylene oxide is perfectly fine for your health, then, hey, don't even worry about this. Here's the next one, Teflon. So the person who posted that Facebook post claims that single-use surgical mask contains polytetrafluoroethylene, PTFE, uh, known by the brand name Teflon. And they even say it right here in the article, PTFE is used in some masks. And I'm going to prove that uh, up ahead. So although that the uh, PTFE, oh, okay. So they're saying another one. Although uh, polypropylene is the material most commonly used to make medical face masks and N95 style respirator masks. So maybe that's true, but I'm going to show you an article or, or a website that sells masks and it lists right there in big letters, PTFE. So they don't even try to hide it. Uh, especially the masks that come from China, which, you know, the people putting them out for people to grab for free and stuff like that. They're, they're not buying high quality masks. Those are masks from China. Uh, let's see. So yeah, it goes on to the article, say, oh, we rate this claim as false. You know, masks are not harmful, even though it contains these chemicals. So they're making a decision for you. But, you know, they're, they're still saying these chemicals are on the masks, or at least they could be on the masks. So it's up to you to decide. Uh, I have, I don't even remember what this clip is. So let's just pull this up. This is on mask harms. 
Oh, I see. Okay. So there, here's another article from MSN that I'm going to pull up. And this is actually another one. It's crazy how many of these. During my research, I found hold. So this is from MSN. It doesn't even show anything. Uh, it just says this article is no longer there. The, the page that you're looking for can't be found. So let me see. I, I tried the Wayback Machine again, and it was giving me trouble. Mm, yeah, I don't even think I can access that one. So I guess let's forget about that. Um, I don't want to bore you with too many of these. So let me skip to the good ones. Here's New York Times. Let me pull this up on the screen. The one that I skipped is on oxygen levels, saying that masks, you know, this should be obvious, but putting a mask on your face that restricts airflow will restrict airflow. And so it's worth asking, how much uh, is that a problem? But this one here from the New York Times, uh, this is June 15th, 2020. Looking at masks and respiratory health, even without a mask as an impediment, many people breathe in ways that compromise their well-being. I love this article. It, it's still at the end, despite talking about breathing issues. It goes, oh, you still might want to wear your mask, just like the rest of them, because they don't want to get pulled, right? If they go, don't wear your mask, then it gets pulled. All the articles that I talked about that got pulled, plus the others that I, I didn't even tell you about, the one thing they all have in common is they say, you probably shouldn't wear a mask. So the ones that seem to get by that never get pulled, they'll criticize the shit out of masks. And then at the very end, they'll be like, oh, but you should still wear it. And so then it doesn't get pulled. But this article goes on to say, like, forget masks. Like most people have trouble breathing as is. Most people breathe through their mouth instead of their nose and they have terrible breathing patterns. And so you're just going to put a mask on top of that. That's going to make it worse. It's going to amplify the problems with breathing that you already have. And this is very well documented. Uh, there's really good books on it by Patrick McCune. The Oxygen Advantage is probably his most popular. That talks about the problem that, that many people have with breathing patterns alone. And of course, masks aren't going to help with that. All right. So breathing patterns, that's one of them. Uh, there's one that you might have heard before, a problem with masks that you might have heard before called mask mouth. And this is another thing that's so obvious when you just think about it. So this website is uh, PBR Business and Politics, and it's from August 9th, 2020, titled Dentist Warns Har Harmful Mask Mouth is Impacting 50% of Patients Due to Prolonged Use of Masks. All right. So this is a, you know, a full article. And and this isn't the only one. Let me pull up another one. Let me make sure this the right one is sharing. Uh, this is from the New York Post, February 8th, 2021. Uh, that is almost on the screen. Here we go. All right, COVID-19 patients with gum disease, nine times more likely to die. So I wanted to highlight this one because just like in the last article where the dentist is warning that mask mouth is a side effect of wearing masks, meaning that your, 
there is such a thing as oral microbiome. So a lot of people know about the gut microbiome, right? I need to drink my kombucha and eat my yogurt because of the bacteria in my gut. That is the gut microbiome. But think about what is a microbiome? A microbiome is basically an ecosystem of bacteria and organisms. So it's not just your gut that has a microbiome. Your skin has a microbiome. Your eyes have a microbiome. And so does your mouth. Your mouth has a microbiome. And it it's supposed to be, you know, untainted by wearing a mask. You're, you're not designed to wear a mask for eight, you know, for, for hours a day, because as studies suggest, as dentists suggest, as common sense suggests that if you're wearing a mask for several hours, that you could get what they're calling mask mouth that could change the bacteria in your mouth. You could end up with gum disease. You could end up with more cavities. You could end up with, you know, unpleasant oral side effects. And, you know, it does seem like if you're wearing a mask to prevent COVID, we'll consider this article here. COVID-19 patients with gum disease are nine times more likely to die. So you, you're thinking that I'm wearing this mask because I'm going to protect myself from COVID. But if you wear the mask long enough, you're going to make yourself more susceptible to COVID. You could end up with gum disease. You could end up with harmful effects to your oral microbiome. No one talks about this. Where's the health experts? Where are the health experts telling you to beware of mask mouth and not wear your mask for, for too long and to be aware of these sorts of things? Okay. Now let's get, the rest of them are really disturbing. So I'm pulling up another article here. Here we go. So this is from CBC, which let me find out exactly. This is a, a Canadian news page, March 29th, 2021. Potentially toxic masks distributed in schools and daycares in Quebec. Gray and blue SN26642 masks should no longer be used, worn in Quebec and Ottawa. So one model of masks distributed to Quebec schools and daycares may be dangerous for the lungs as they could contain a, a potentially toxic material, according to a directive sent out by the provincial government on Friday. Radio Canada has obtained documents showing Health Canada warned of the potential for early pulmonary toxicity from those masks, which are made in China and sold and distributed by uh, Metalifer, a Quebec-based manufacturer. You have to wonder. So this is a very particular type of mask made in a particular factory in China that was distributed to a very particular group of people. So I'm not here suggesting that all masks have this chemical uh, of whatever it is. I'm trying to find in the article where it is. But you do have to wonder how many of these masks could be implicated and we just don't know about it. China isn't exactly known for their top quality standards uh, for getting out safe things, right? Things are pulled all the time. Things are known to be toxic all the time. So Health Canada conducted preliminary risk assessment, which revealed a, a potential for early lung damage associated with the inhalation of microscopic graphene particles 
Graphene is a strong, very thin material that is used in fabrication, but it could be harmful to lungs when inhaled and can cause long-term health problems. Yikes. So do you want to potentially protect yourself from COVID while inhaling graphene particles distributed to your children in Canada? So again, like you might go, oh, this is just like an isolated incident, but who knows how many of these masks have graphene that are contaminating your lungs. And it's not only graphene, because we know that plastic is another one. So I'm pulling up another article here. This is uh, scmp.com. This is a, a looks like a Chinese news site. It is China Science. Uh, so the title is COVID-19 masks cause plastic fiber inhalation, <laughs> but we should still use them. So uh, Chinese study finds most masks shed microplastic fibers that are being inhaled by the wearer and could be harmful. Did you hear that? That is I'm reading directly from this article here. Chinese study finds most masks shed microplastic fibers that are inhaled by the wearer and could be harmful. And then it goes on to say, but the effects are unclear and vastly outweighed by the benefit of preventing COVID transmission. What a crock of shit. So yeah, just who cares? We don't know the, the harms from inhaling plastic. Just worry about COVID and that's all. Uh, you know, forget about the plastic and the graphene that you're inhaling. Forget about the fragrance and the toxic chemicals that you're inhaling from your cloth mask. Forget about mask mouth and the disruption of breathing patterns. Forget all that. You just got to worry about COVID. Oh my God. So yeah, plastic particles. So that that's just a, a Chinese news article that uh, I read, but there is another one talking about plastic. So here you go. This is the NIH the need for assessing the inhalation of micro or nanoplastic debris shed from masks, respirators, and at-home or homemade face coverings during the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is even acknowledged by the NIH. You can even see scary images here of uh, some particulate, especially in, in Chinese masks. Yikes. Yeah, so people don't really care about the things that they can't see, I guess. But at the same time, COVID is something they can't see. So I don't know how to explain that. So yeah, plastics in the mask. We know plastic is no good. We know plastic is an endocrine disruptor. It'll disrupt the natural function of your hormones. But they're telling you, hey, don't worry about it. Worry about COVID. So it's not just plastic. It's also Teflon, as we discussed briefly earlier. P-T-F-E. And uh, this here is from Fluoride Action Network that talks about the adverse effects of the lungs from PTFE. This is, let me see if I can, here we go. So uh, this is a little nitty gritty, but it talks about the acute toxicity of PTFE and human toxicity and shares a story about five workers accidentally exposed to a gas containing 2% of a similar chemical that caused lung irritation. And 
you know, it, it's not good. Uh, PTFE is, is Teflon, but that's just one. Let me pull up another one proving that this is in masks. So this is a website that sells masks that openly talks about PTFE face mask, 99% from dhafilter.com. You can call them and, and order these. Is your mask FDA approved? No, it's not. It says that on the website. At this time, our mask has not been evaluated by the FDA. But yeah, this is a, apparently a selling feature for these. Uh, yeah, that's why. Okay, so if you look at the feature, 100% hydrophobic, presenting transfer of fluids. So think about that. That's basically the logic behind wearing these non-cloth masks. So anytime you see those blue masks, the whole logic behind wearing them is that it is hydrophobic. So it's going to you know, hold in the air and it's going to prevent air from getting out. It's going to restrict the airflow in the hopes that it'll prevent you from getting COVID because there's not as much transmission through the mask. And, you know, maybe that's the case for some of these, the, the hydrophobic masks, maybe, but you have to ask yourself, is the trade-off worth it? You know, am I going to risk breathing in PTFE, this Teflon that we know is no good for your lungs? Uh, or do I want to risk maybe getting COVID? You know, that's a decision that I guess you have to make, but it's no secret that this potentially harmful chemical is on the masks. They're advertising here in this one. So another thing to think about, and let me pull up a study on exactly that chemical. PTFE coated nonstick co uh, cookware and toxicity concerns. So looking at just the abstract here, um, you know, they, they examine the potential toxicity of this. Only few studies describe the toxicity of PTFE, but without solid conclusions. So, hey, if you want to take the risk, go for it. I'm pretty sure that uh, Teflon kills parrots or harms parrots because it saturates the air in a way that's very harmful to them. And I, I have, uh, I'm almost done here. I know we like to keep this show at an hour. So let me start winding down, but I do have a few more harms for masks. This is a article from the daily mail mask study published by NIH suggests that N95 COVID masks may expose wearers to dangerous levels of toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. The bullet points say a study published in April, so this article, by the way, is from August 27, 2023. Uh, a study published in April found disposable masks can have toxic chemicals, and experts said this could make newly instated mask mandates ineffective. Yeah, so uh, more evidence of toxic chemicals in masks. This is researchers from Jinbuk National University in South Korea looked at two types of disposable medical grade masks, as well as several reusable cotton masks. The study found that the chemicals released by these masks had eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic, volatile, organic compounds. Inhaling Toxic, toxic volatile organic compounds has been linked to health issues like headaches and nausea, while prolonged and repeated has been linked to organ damage and even cancer. Hmm. Yeah, so you don't want volatile organic 
compounds. And uh, in case that study does or that article doesn't convince you, just like I've been doing this whole episode, I am backing up what I say. This is another article from the NIH. This is a study from May of 2023 measuring the quantity of harmful volatile organic compounds inhaled through masks. So this one is exactly the study that is referred uh, that the article I just talked about was referring to. Uh, it shows you graphics and everything. This is a very detailed nitty gritty study. You can see all the details here for yourself. But let me find this one graph. Here we go. So this shows for each of the masks that they tested, some of them uh, have really high levels of toxic, volatile, organic compounds. That's disturbing. So you can see it right there on the image. Let me see if, let me see how concise the conclusion is here. Based on our findings, we suggest that prior to wearing a mask, each product should be open and not worn for at least 30 minutes, thereby reducing the toxic, volatile, organic compound concentrations to levels that will not impair human health. Oh, well, that's all you have to do. If you don't want to poison yourself with the chemicals in the masks, just let it sit for 30 minutes. Hmm, okay. See, I, I, there's another instance of that trend where you can just trash on masks, but as long as you end it with, oh, you know, still wear it, just be careful, then that's fine. Then they won't pull it. So I'll end it there. You know, the last one that I had, I guess I'll show it. This will be really quick. The, the last one is also kind of obvious to anyone who critically thinks about this. But for children who have to wear masks, there is, uh, you know, potential psychological side effects. And that's exactly what this news article goes into here. This is a local news article from Columbus, Ohio. This is the local news, WTOL11. Uh, and it says, parents shouldn't discount their child's feelings of fear and anxiety during the first few weeks of returning to on-campus learning while wearing masks all day long. Uh, right now, with all the different stuff, the extra hand washing, keeping your distance, mask wearing, it's all extra mental load on people in general and kids especially. You know, so don't mask your kids. The kids don't need it. Um, you know, th this is where I'm going to start to wind down and just share my opinion and thoughts based on everything. I'm, I'm sorry if I spent too long on the harms and all that, but I, I did want to make a very solid case that there is reasonable doubt that after everything we've gone to, uh, gone through today, we've talked about the propaganda, how people have been lying about masks from the very, very beginning. They'll flip flop. Oh, wear masks. Don't wear masks. So that's suspicion number one. You know, then uh, the effectiveness is called into question. We we have all the experts are saying, oh, it's it's effective. Don't worry about it. But when you actually look close at the studies, doesn't seem to be as effective as they claimed. And not only that, you have to weigh uh, the the potential benefit that you might be getting from wearing a mask that you might not get COVID from all the harms from the chemicals that you're exposing yourself to from the restriction of the breathing, from the shifting of breathing patterns to mask mouth, to inhaling graphene and plastic and Teflon and volatile organic compounds. This is terrible. This sounds to me like the least healthy thing that you could do 
physically and mentally. And despite that, I actually think the one place where it really does make sense to wear a mask is in a restaurant. You know, I, I, I've worked in enough restaurants to see people like standing over food and, and like, you know, breathing onto your food. It's fine if something's going in the oven. Like when I made pizza, you know, it's getting cooked. It's coming out of the oven. It's going right into a box that's barely breathed on at all. It's hard to mess up a pizza, although it's happened. Um, but, you know, if somebody's making a salad or something, they're standing, some sweaty college kid is standing over your salad and they're scratching their ass and then making your salad. I, I do think that some people in restaurants in the kitchen uh, should maybe wear masks. That's where I'm maybe for it. Maybe. Not necessarily. Something to think about, though. But. You know, after all this, it's worth asking if if they're not effective, which we've kind of established, if they're not uh, beneficial, if they are harmful, why would they push masks? Why is there such a push for us to wear masks if if they're harmful and ineffective? I don't know. I don't want to claim to have the answer for that. I don't want to be called a crazy conspiracy theorist. Uh, but I would love to hear your answers. So please let me know what you think. Why would they push this knowing that it could be harmful and ineffective? I'll leave it there. Critical thinkers. And if you do want to do some collaborative critical thinking, please hit me up. Because, you know, when it comes to health, most people know what they should do. You're not going to find anyone on the planet who's going to be surprised that they should move around more for their health or that they should eat less junk food, right? Everybody knows this. Everybody knows what they should do for their health. It's really a matter of thinking about the best way to implement it into our lifestyle. It's the best way to not only implement it, but make sure that it sticks. And in order to get it right, it takes some critical thinking. That's really the missing piece. And so as an expert, as a board certified health coach who has helped hundreds of people really change their lives and lose weight and build muscle and run marathons and accomplish all kinds of their health goals. All of that is done through collaborative critical thinking. So if that sounds interesting to you, please hit me up. You can go to mikevira.com uh, where you can sign up for a free session where for 30 minutes, you and I can critically uh, collaborative, collaboratively critical think together. I think that's three times I messed up words in this episode. That's not good, but I'll make sure to get enough rest for the next one. I've just been hitting the weights really hard and it's exhausting, but I feel good. Uh, so stay healthy, stay awake.